0: momentum breeds more momentum and then all of a sudden you're going a trillion miles an hour and and it's an auto win so how do you get momentum you need a community of people around you you need the mindset you need the education the skills you need the resources the opportunities you got to be in the right room be in the right door have access to the tools and you need the mentors who make sure that you do not go off track and shepherd you there if you have that community education the resource the mentorship then you can break past your limits you can have momentum and you can achieve the life of your dream
1: Why did you decide to go on this entrepreneurial path? You went to Wharton, which is arguably the best business school in the world. Um, And so was it difficult to see your friends go the corporate route, right? Go to Goldman and JP Morgan. And how do you deal with that adversity of like, oh, crap, you know, my friends are doing this and I'm trying to start this startup that I started at 18 years old. Take us through that experience and um, kind of the challenges that came with that.
0: Jesse, thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for the question. Thank you for your insights on it. I took a time off before going to school. Um, so in my towards the end of high school, I started to think about entrepreneurship. I have better vocabulary today than I did then, but I knew more than anything that I wanted to be successful, like many of us, that I wanted to be happy. And what started really dawned on me was I looked around at most of the people in my general community and that were adults. And I did not really find so many people that were frankly looking like they were really enjoying the experience of being alive. Um seemed like they were more dreading it. I don't know. It was, it was pretty weird and kind of spooky. And I just started thinking about, well, is anybody happy? Like, Can anybody show me an example of a role model? who is really charged in their life, excited about what they're working on, trying to have an impact, living a cool life, having a nice family, whatever it might be. Is anybody happy that I can really relate to? And I started finding entrepreneurial people as those people that I could really relate to that seem to be driving their own car, creating their own path, living life on their own terms. Back then, I thought that being a founder was the way to do it. Today I think I've evolved my thinking and just realizing that you have to have an entrepreneurial mindset regardless of where you are. You can be a student, a scientist, a politician, and it doesn't really matter what you're doing, what your job is, as long as you're really driving your own car. Um so I started having these ideas and of course, no question, without a doubt, I was faced with a lot of concern and question around, well, what do you mean drive your own car? You're eighteen, shut up. <laughs> you know, get back <laughs> right. to get back yeah. to work, get back to school. Um but very fortunately, I come from a blessed and privileged background where I have a supportive family. I have two parents in my household. I have uh, the, I had the ability to get a really strong education. I work in undergrad, no question, one of the best institutions. I mean, if you talk to Dylan at Duke, it's better than Duke at least. I think we could agree upon that. Um, so I was very blessed to be surrounded in good environments that propelled me forward. But I had to search. No, I had to search and find my own network, frankly, go out of Syosset, go out of college, go out of my own bubble. Not that there weren't people there. But I had to go out and find the new people. And frankly, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't we wouldn't have next gen. So it was all a blessing.
1: So let me ask you. So so you're kind of, you know, you kind of had this feeling that entrepreneurs or at least their their mentality was, uh, you know, driving your own car, living a fulfilled and purposeful life that certainly seems happier than clocking in hours at a big bank. Um, Did you always know you'd be an entrepreneur? You know, like even take us back through the elementary school days, right? Did you have these entrepreneurial tendencies or was it kind of an acquired trait?
0: I always was uh, playing in my own reality. (laughs) So even when I look back to really young age, I would convince the other kids on the playground to play these games or these made-up games. And I was always the, the president of the game. I, uh, I, I was all, I, I would convince other people to operate by my own reality, by my own rules. And other people thought that I was living in a fantasy land. But I kind of knew from a very early age that you make your own reality. Uh, it is on you to manifest the life of your dreams of what you want to build. So I no question knew from a really young age. I also no question, have a talent. Um, I have many weaknesses, many strengths as we all do, but I have a talent for Matt trying to manifest what I'm good at and trying to build my own reality. Um, I remember I'll, I'll share this with you a pretty vulnerable moment when I was in, I was in school early age and I was, we were talking to friends about like superpowers and skills. What are you good at? What are you bad at? And I kind of said to my friends, like it got to me, I was up and I was like, they were like, what are you good at? And I'm like, I mean, it sounds like a a weird thing to say now looking back on it, but I was like, I'm pretty good at getting what I want. And there, and everybody was like, Boo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like, Boo. but isn't, are we not all trying to get what we want? Is that not the whole name of the right. game? <laughs> are, all, are all of us not trying to get what we want? Um, so I knew at an early age I was, I was interested in getting what I want. So I didn't know necessarily it would be in the business world. I was interested in politics or other things, but I knew I wanted to live my own life, create my own path, manifest my own dreams And now I just know that is what it means to think like an entrepreneur.
1: Do you ever regret that choice? Like, do you ever think about, hmm, if I went the traditional route, right? If I didn't go, you know, seek funding and I kind of dropped this project and I followed my peers and how how old are you, by the way?
0: At time of recording, I am 25.
1: Okay, 25. So, you know, you're looking at, your your friends who are, are associates now, I would presume, um, at these banks. Like, is there any regret? Do you ever think about what your life would look like if you didn't start Next Gen HQ and you went that route? No. No. Wow. And why is that? <laughs> no.
0: I I I, uh, <laughs> uh, I. 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 No. Frankly, I don't. I don't want to lie to you. I. I. I am very blessed. I'm very privileged. Um. Uh, I am. I am doing my best. Every every day, up, down. I'm nowhere near successful. I, many people are better than I am many other way. I'm not trying to say I'm the best, blah, blah. Um, but I, I have the coolest job in the world. I love what I do. I'm literally every day chasing my fullest dreams. Um, so no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. If my dream was to be the, a Fortune 500 CEO um, of a company that I didn't build, let's say, then I would regret doing what I'm doing now because I might not be on that path. I read something yesterday. I'd love to get your take on this. Okay. Will Smith just came out with a book. Um, it's called Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, amazing. My God, unbelievable book. And there's a quote in the book. He's referencing a different book. But he said there's only two problems that a human faces one, not knowing what you want. Two, knowing what you want, but not knowing how to get it. All of the world's problems for people can kind of boil down to those two. I know what I, I do know what I want. And I know I don't know 100% have it fully baked out how to get there, but I have a pretty good idea. So I'm not really facing so many of these issues right now. Um, so no, I don't. I, I'm rambling a little bit, but I don't regret it.
1: What would your advice be to a college kid who, I guess I'm talking about myself, to be honest. Um, it feels like they're going through a career crisis every day, isn't sure what they want to do. They have this kind of urge to go the entrepreneurial route and start their own company and drive their own car, like you said, but they're scared, right? They don't know if they can actually succeed. They don't know if they were born. You know, Gary Vee always talks about how it's DNA, it's DNA, you know? So is it, you know, is it self-awareness, right? Like, how do you get to that point where you finally commit and say, you know what, I'm going to go full in. This is what I'm going to do. Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of conflicting thoughts that run through a college kid's head. They're exposed to so many new things. You know, should I go into consulting? Should I go into uh, investment banking? Should I go into private equity? Should I just start my own thing? Screw corporate. I love corporate. It's like, oh my God, there's so much chaos, right? And so how does one kind of dissect where their strong suits lie?
0: Jesse, you're asking the trillion dollar question. This This is the marquee question. The answer is you go to nextgenhq.com and you sign up for our new momentum membership where you get on our wait list. Um, I I wake up every day with massive self-doubt. I want to be very clear. There is no part of me that every day, 100% of the time, feels like I got it, figured out, I'm the man. I wake up every day freaking out with anxiety. I'm like, can I really do this? This Is this the right path? So get used to it. It's part of the human experience. And when I was getting started, I was going through a crisis of meaning, for sure. Crisis of career, crisis of Who am I? What am I meant to be doing? How do I how do i navigate is help <laughs> help <laughs> yeah. out. um get used to it i think you're, you're doing the right thing which is trying to channel that energy into a positive project of sorts of learning from others hearing from others doing the work um the big three words are just get started those are the big three words it does not matter at all if you are right or you are wrong, you think you're going to be a scientist and you go to NASA, or you think you're going to be a doctor and you go to McKinsey. It doesn't matter if you're wrong. What matters is, is that you get started. So they say that the best thing that you can do is get it right. The second best thing that you can do is get it wrong. The worst thing that you can do is do nothing. That is the order. So the best thing that you could do is, okay, you think you're really good at public speaking and you decide that you want to go be in PR. Good. This, the, the next best thing you could do is you think you're really good at public speaking, but you're not sure what you got to do. So you go into investment banking, you realize you hate it, and you quit. Okay, that's fine too. The worst thing that you can do is I think I'm good at public speaking, but I've, I, I'm so paralyzed that I can't move forward, so I just don't do anything. So you just get started, whether that's a side project, whether that's in school, whether that's a job. The top three words, just get started. And the way that you get started, particularly as a young person, is you do the work of figuring out what you're good at. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? I wish I spent more time when I was getting started figuring this out because once you start to know your strengths, you know where to double down. And once you start knowing your weaknesses, you know what you got to avoid in that way. You don't want to be this perfectly well-rounded person. That's a garbage piece of advice. They tell you in this college admissions process, be a well-rounded person. How boring it must be. Now I'm not saying you want to be unbalanced. You want to have a balanced life, be a whole person but it was well-rounded nonsense that it's gotten out there. Right? It's crazy. Um, so t- top three words, just get started. For a young person who's trying to figure that themselves out, fig- do the work of figuring out what are you good at? What do you enjoy? What do you like? And l- listen, close your eyes. Stop speaking so much. Listen, listen. I'm telling you, you can hear it. If you stopped and stood still
1: enough and paid attention. How do I know if, you know, when I sit still and I reflect, when strengths come to mind, how do I know if those strengths are my actual strengths or strengths that I'm telling myself are my strengths, but I'm lying to myself? Does that make sense? I know that mm. was kind of poorly. Totally makes but- sense. Okay.
0: Totally makes sense. We can't be trusted with ourselves. We say that we know ourselves. We, li- we don't. We lie. We-, we hide. So baseline is you can't trust yourself. So, you got to look to some type of third party. There are multiple third parties available for you. Online, there are free assessments. If you're lucky enough to be a Momentum member very soon, available to many, many more people uh, than it currently is, we have assessments that we've built for you, proprietary. Um, but here are the, the signs a couple of cheat codes. Number one is what were you really good at when you were young before you were conscious enough to be thinking about it? What were the strengths when you were three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Can you go back to your your teachers and your parents and ask, were you the talkative kid that everybody was going around you? Or were you sitting in the corner because you were so creative and having all these drawings come out? What were the things that you were doing when you were really young? That's a good sign that those are some innate skills that you have. Additionally, what are some of the things that are outside of your purview that have always kind of spoken to your soul a little bit? You took an art class one time. You're horrible at it. But, oh, my God, you were in a flow being there. Okay, well, maybe it's not visual art, but there's some type of creative strength. So I would look at assessments. I would look at when you were really, really young. I would ask your friends. I would say, send out a survey to 10 of your friends. Text. Hey, man, when you think of what I'm really good at, that better than most, what do you think it is? Ask 10 of your friends. Ask your family. And you'll start to see the pattern emerge. Take some online assessments. I hope that everybody, by the time this gets out there, can go to NextGenHQ.com and get a membership and we will tell you. Um, but listen, don't trust it. You're not going to know. I was wrong. You're not going to know. Um, but you want to ask other people and, and your friends and your family. And when you're really young, you'll start to get a picture together
1: on the subject of strengths of, you know, looking back at kind of how you were before chaos came into your life, entrepreneurship, Gary V I'm reading his book right now, 12 and a half. I, I really enjoy it. Actually. Um, he always talks about DNA you know, and he—I I remember watching this podcast episode he did with Grant Cardone, and he was saying how, you know, can anyone be, you know, he in terms of is being an entrepreneur something you're born with. He said, "Well, let me let me ask you something. A basketball player, right? If you practiced every day since you were six years old, will you be pretty good? The answer is yes. Would you be LeBron James? Most likely, no." And I think he kind of related that to entrepreneurship and said, look, you can learn the skills of an entrepreneur and, uh, you know, start a business and probably be successful. But the most successful entrepreneurs in his eyes, there's an element of DNA involved. So what do you think? You know, I know you're teaching people to think like an entrepreneur, and and we'll get to that in a little bit with NextGen and kind of that whole uh, your company. Um, but what do you think is entrepreneurship, something you're born with, or can you learn to be an entrepreneur? It's a great question.
0: I'm going to give you an answer. I promise you it's not a cop out. You'll either like it or you won't, but it's an answer. Uh, you're Jesse. I do not want you to be the most successful CEO. I do not want you to be the most successful athlete. I do not want you to be the most successful investment banker. I don't, I do not want you to be anything. I want you to be the most Jesse. I think at the end of the day, what you're aiming for is your your maximal expression, being the greatest that you can be. That is the pursuit. That's the goal. The goal is I have potential in me, Justin, talking to myself. And I know that I can help a lot of people. I can do a lot of things. I can achieve some great things. My goal is to be the greatest that I can be. If that means being a Fortune 500 CEO, being LeBron James, or being I don't uh, stay at home, dad. I do not yet know what it looks like, but I'm chasing my own potential and pursuing my own potential. I'm staying in my own lane. By the way, that sounds like an easy pop out answer. Oh, you just, I'm telling you it's way harder. It's way harder when you're actually going against yourself because there's no more hiding of, oh, I got to change my career. There's no more hiding. There's no more BS. But I would say that's the goal is to be the greatest that you can. B, if that means you're not going to be a Fortune 500 CEO, okay, who
1: cares? (laughs) Who cares? Be the best Jesse. Do you think you chase money or purpose?
0: For Justin, answer or freedom? Uh, Neither. (laughs) I'm really, really pursuing freedom. um, That My uh, purpose, we can bake into it a little bit. Uh, I have a material goal. uh, Next Gen HQ will be a billion-dollar company very soon. Um, It's not at all for the money. I don't really care. It's to prove to myself that I can. It's to achieve the freedom I'm looking for. I think freedom is um, the freedom to be who I want to be. The freedom to chase my dreams. That's the goal, man. That's the goal to pursue my potential. Per- I guess you could say that's more purpose. If you had to choose between one of the two, it's purpose. Um, it's certainly not money, and really has never been money for me. Uh, I know it is for other people. I also think there's on the flip side, if people like get down. On you, if you're like pursuing money goals, why would you get down on that? Yeah. If you (laughs) care about making a lot of money, why is it? Everybody needs to stop bragging on each other. Who cares? What do you want? I do. I don't really care what your friends want. What do you want? You're Jesse. Great. How old are you? I'm 18. You're 18. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You're Jesse. You're 18. Okay. What do you want? What do you want to be? Who do you want to be at 20? What kind of man do you want to be? Who do you want to be at 30? What kind of man do you want to be? Who do you want to be at forty? What kind of? And by the way, when I ask you again in two years, it's going to change. Good, yeah. that's the point. So if you want to be rich, good. Okay, let's go. What can we do to get there?
1: What can we do to get there? Well, this is the que- this is the question, right? So I'm someone that's very money focused, and it kind of lends to the conversation about whether I want to do my own thing, or or uh, you know jump on someone's growing ship, or you know just go like the traditional Wall Street route and. I'm sure I could do well on Wall Street, but I—I I, there, there are two things. One, I don't think I can get to where I want to be as quickly as I want to be. And two, I don't think it'll – maybe it's three things. Two, I don't think it'll be as fulfilling. And three, I feel like I'm letting – when I look back on my life, if I choose that route, I think I'd have massive regret about the decisions that I made.
0: I hear you, man. Let's bake it out. Let's do this. Okay. So let's say we went with plan number A. You want to go, goal is to optimize for dollars in the bank. I'm going to ask you what you think you could do to be the most rich, wealthy. Okay. And then we trace it back. So let's say that's the goal. Be as wealthy as I can. And we trace it back. Okay. What does that mean for Jesse to do tomorrow? Then I say, okay, Jesse, let's go with, um, time freedom. Your goal is to literally have no responsibilities. You just have unlimited time. Okay, let's trace it back. if we do the exercise. I guarantee you at 18, what you should be doing tomorrow, uh, it's not so different. You know what you got to do tomorrow? Mm. You got to get 8 hours of sleep. You right. got to go to the gym. You yeah. got to you're in school right now, if school's important, you got to study for your classes. And then you have 2 hours free time. Okay, you better maybe do some personal work. Take some take some more self-assessments, do some reading, reach out to some mentors, do your podcast. So Sometimes, and I'm speaking to Justin right now myself, I get so caught up in, oh my God, when I'm 50, do I want to be a CEO or a CFO? You know, when I'm 60, do I want a vacation in Florida or Maui? We get so crazy caught up in in this world of who do I want to be and how do I want to look on the cover of Forbes? Do I wear a blue suit or a red suit? Okay, what do you got to do tomorrow? What do you got to do tomorrow? What do you got to do today? I'm telling you, go to the gym, get eight hours of sleep, call your mom. Those are the things that you got to do. So do those things. And I'm telling you, regardless of what you're chasing, it's going to come down to a couple of key things. People give me BS on this. I'm telling you it's true. So it's, what matters is today. What can you do today?
1: Right. But all right. So let's say I work out and I get my sleep and you know I take care of the ma- the micro, right? Does it just like like when? Yes. When, the answer when, is yes. You know the what I'm going to say. score
0: takes care of itself. Hmm. The score takes care of itself. Amazing book. Uh, I highly recommend checking them out. The score takes care of itself. It is about today. It is not about – I do not – I'm not at all telling you don't make plans. I'm I'm a constant vision boarder. constantly making vision boards for myself of who I want to be and what I want to do. Make the vision board. Okay, then get back to work. And you know what the work is for you right now at 18? It's doing this podcast. What a great idea. I don't care if you want to be an investment banker, a farmer, a CEO, (laughs) agriculture – I guarantee you this podcast is a great next step. It's a genius idea. I think I'm really impressed with you at 18 and what you're doing. I'm super, super impressed, man. So that is an amazing thing. Congratulations. Do the work. That's the work. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's hard, man. You're doing great. You're yeah. doing
0: great. That is the key to realize, man. You're doing amazing. You're 18 years old. You have a podcast. You're interviewing CEOs. You have friends, I'm assuming. You're at college, one of the best colleges. You have a family that cares about you, loves you. You're in good shape. You're healthy. You're breathing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're doing amazing. One word, relax.
1: You're doing amazing, That's a good word. Yeah, I need that. Um, I get carried away often. You know, it's like sometimes... Uh, and I'll be, I don't think I've been this open on this podcast, but there will be hours upon hours, like not hours upon hours, but sometimes in one day I could go two to three hours lying in bed and thinking like, what the hell am I going to do in my life? Uh, And it's just the burden that it places upon me is so massive and debilitating um, because I lose sight of the micro to get to whatever goal you know what I'm saying? Like, there are some days where I skip out on going to the gym because I'm thinking, lying in my bed, uh, about what I'm going to be doing at 40. You know, it's like uh, there's a disconnect.
0: You, Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that with your listeners and with me, man. I hear you. And you're an overachiever. I'm an overachiever. Everybody I know, I hang out with a lot of these, is overachiever. If you tell an overachiever to relax, we kind of freak out a little bit because we think we're not doing enough as is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you tell right. me to relax. What do you mean? I'm already not doing enough. But this is, a, this is a gem right here. I don't, I don't have this fully baked. This is a bit new material. But you'll, you'll let me know what you think. For people like us, overachievers, the question is not what do we need to do always. Hear this out, okay? The question to ask yourself is not what do I need to do. It's not. Here's a question. I'm going to float it out. It may not resonate until tonight when you're really thinking about this. It's not what do I need to do. The question is what do I need to receive right now? What do I need to receive? Okay. What do I need to receive? So let's say that you really sit on that. It's no longer what do I need to do? It's not I need to do another hour of work. I need to do another self assessment. I need to do for If you're already an overachiever and you're anxious in your head about, am I doing enough? I'm freaking out. I'm a nobody. I'm worthless because I'm not there yet. I'm not successful. I'm not a billionaire. I'm 18 years old. I'm not a billionaire. Are you fucking kidding me? Excuse me. <laughs> I ask myself every day, every day. So here's yeah. the question. And again, chew on it. You may not hear it. You may not hear it until tonight. Not what do I need to do. What do I need to receive right now from the universe, from the spiritual world? I don't want to get too much into this, but, uh, but chew on that for a little bit. And text me when you, when you think about it. What do I need to receive right now?
1: That's a really good question. <sighs> That's a really good question. Um, yeah, sit in bed. Think about it. Yeah, I definitely will. Thank you. So let's shift away from the personal and myself. I'm tired of talking about myself. Um, and let's talk about your company. Right. So from what I know, you started it with Dylan at 18 years old. So take us through the origin st- story. Excuse me. The origin story. Um, you know, you're in college. You're you're at Wharton and you're trying to start this company. And take us through that origin story and to where you are now.
0: Thank you, man. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share a bit about it. High level, I'm building this business for nobody but myself. Very selfish endeavor. Very, very selfish endeavor. I, Justin, want to be successful. Successful for me is getting what I want at work and getting what I want at life. I have a couple of key priorities. I'm looking to have a really close and intimate family. I'm looking to build the company to be a billion-dollar valuation minimum. I am looking to uh, be healthy, be fit, be wise, be knowledgeable, be calm. Uh, Dude, I love looking to I love it. Become more generous, become more patient. So I have some of the things that I'm working on that I'm yeah. really interested in being. I want to be a great dad, great brother. As long as my parents are around, God willing, I want to be a great son. Okay, so these are things. This is winning for me. That's winning for me. Um, so now I'm not – I want to win but I'm not there yet. Well, why am I not there yet? It is because I have limits. My limits are self-doubt, anxiety, capital, employee. We all have limits in a variety of different areas of our life. So we kind of have this big idea at Gen HQ, which is if you if you're somebody who wants to win and be successful, whatever that means to you, I'm looking to build a billion-dollar company. Other people want to... You know, help a million lives. Other people want to write the book, whatever you, I don't care. If you have somebody who has it all, you want to win, even if you don't even know 100% what it means, but you, you're blocked. Maybe you want to be successful, but you your you're blockage is you don't know what that means yet. Okay, fine. If you want to be successful, but we're blocked. So, our big idea, our thesis at Next Gen HQ, our top secret recipe, I hope this isn't recorded or anything because I'm about to tell you the whole business plan, man. The, the big idea is we want to give you momentum. That's if you can get momentum, wind at your back, get some traction. Oh my god! One step, two step, three step. Well, then you're effing unstoppable. Then you're effing unstoppable. Then then you can't not win. It's a it's an auto win if you have momentum. Momentum breeds more momentum, and then all of a sudden you're going a trillion miles an hour, and and it's an auto win. You can't lose at that point. So how do you get momentum? Well, this is what we've been spending ten years trying to figure out. And we think it is. You need a community of people around you who support you, who believe in you, and who are sharing the mission. You need the mindset. You need the education, the skills, the strategies, the techniques. You need the resources, the opportunities. You gotta be in the right room, be in the right door, have access to the tools, and you need the mentors who make sure that you do not go off track and who can shepherd you there. If you have that community education, the resources, the mentorship, then you can break past your limits, you can have momentum, and you can achieve the life of your dreams. That's our big philosophy. The language I have baked out today in 2021, as we almost go to 2022, is way more clear than it was in in 2014. In 2014, I was like, I want to be successful, help. (laughs) Help -hmm. help me. And at the beginning, uh, Dylan and I got together. We said, hey, you want to be successful? Me too, help. And we said, hey, who can help us? So we started hosting events, getting young people together to help each other. Who know? You know a doctor. I know a lawyer. You know how to code. I know how to speak. Let's help each other and figure it out. And over 10 years, our business has evolved to now feature at the Foundation of Technology, which is part of our Momentum membership, where members, students, founders, young professionals can get access to the community education resources, mentorship they need to break their limits and, baby, be on their way to winning a business and life. So that's what we're trying to build. It's been an absolute blessing. It started Dylan, myself, our parents were the volunteer staff at our events. We now, at time of recording, 34 employees. We're here in New York City. We're venture-backed. We're on our way. It's day one, just the beginning. I love what we do. I feel very grateful and privileged to have the position I am in. And man, get out of our way because we have momentum and uh, we're, we're going to win.
1: So let's talk the next decade, right? You've you've from 2014 to 2021, you've had massive growth with Next Gen, 34 employees, venture backed. What's your plan for the next decade?
0: 100 million Next Geners on momentum membership. That's the name of the game. And those can be students, those can be founders, those can be young professionals. It's young people, young leaders, next gen leaders, who are part of our ecosystem. They're members of our momentum ecosystem, getting access to the resources they need. Once we hit that, we the whole the whole game fits together. Now we have a pretty complicated strategy of how we get there. We partner with schools, hopefully soon Cornell, to get schools to partner with us. So we get access to their students. We go to big companies. We try to help their young employees. And we go directly to founders, young, young entrepreneurial folks, and give them a membership as well. So we have a complicated go-to-market. We're constantly developing this product technology. But the essence is, hey, are there young people out there who we haven't talked to yet who want to win a business in life and might be able to use some momentum to help them achieve their dreams. Well, if so, nextgenhq.com, join the membership, and baby, we're on our way. That's That's the North Star KPI that we are chasing to achieve our dreams.
1: One of the big things you talk about, and you've mentioned it already, and I said I'd come back to this, is thinking like an entrepreneur, right? So what does that mean exactly, and how is that different from being an entrepreneur? It's a million-dollar question that you're asking. We actually ask it
0: every single day at our business. We have a complicated curriculum. We broke it down. There are eight faculties and frameworks. Uh, it nicely uh, is momentum. That's M-O-M-E-N-T-U-M. We have a framework, a curriculum, a philosophy that we've built. Highest level, if you want to boil it down to one element, thinking like an entrepreneur means being responsible. Hmm. Being an entrepreneur means starting your own business. Thinking like an entrepreneur means being responsible. I'm the CEO of my company. I'm an owner of my company. I show up every day. I'll give you a good example. I had a Monday morning meeting, 9 a.m. Very important meeting to me. So guess what? I prepared for it on Sunday because I'm the CEO. What do you, I'm not, I, I, there's no blaming right. anybody else. I have a Monday morning meeting. I got to prepare for it on Sunday. Now I'm not a work, am I a workaholic? Am I working on, a gr- no, are you kidding me? I take breaks, do I I have a 9 a.m. meeting. i got to prepare on Sunday. I'm the CEO of the company. Who else is going to do it? So that being an entrepreneur is starting your own business. But all entrepreneurs know they got to be responsible because at the end of the day, the buck stops with them. But every young person can benefit from tapping into that mindset. And there are other elements. There are strong communicators. they are fearless relationships. We have a whole philosophy. But you want to boil it down to one thing. It's responsibility. If you're a student, if you're a young professional, if you're a founder, whatever you are, If you're responsible, it means you have the responsibility, the ability to respond. Responsibility, the ability to respond. It means life is happening. You're in the game. There's a situation and I have the ability to respond. That doesn't mean I'm in control, but I have a 9 a.m. meeting. So guess what? I got to respond by preparing on Sunday. An employee quits. Okay, I got to respond by acting calmly and taking a next step. Okay, I I failed my math test and I'm one credit behind before graduation. Okay, I got to respond and do my thing. Okay, my friends are getting into some bad stuff and it's not the path. Okay, I got to respond and do my thing. So whether it's at work, at life, in the gym, your spiritual life, your girlfriend, I don't care what it is. If you're thinking like an entrepreneur, it means the buck stops with me. I have the ability to respond to the situation, to get back on track, be on the line, chase my dreams. That's the name of the game. Think like an entrepreneur. We have way more on this. I'm trying to give you the highest level I could geek out about this. It's responsibility, the ability to respond.
1: Yeah, I mean, re- responsibility is huge. And I think recently, in the past couple of years, you know, someone I follow at his book is actually over there, uh, Jordan Peterson. Right? His he talks about responsibility, um, and and that message when I read sophomore year, not high uh, high school, 15 years old, I read Twelve Rules for Life, and his message about responsibility was just mind-blowing to me because I never heard it before. Why do you think school, whether it's high school or college, they don't teach that? Why is that? Because to me, it's like the the key to success, however you define it, right? Responsibility is humongous. Why aren't colleges, why aren't schools teaching responsibility and these EQ skills?
0: Well, man, I... I I could pontificate with you about why they're not doing it, but I know what they can do is they could partner with Momentum. We have a program yeah. where we now go to schools, high schools, colleges. I would even like to go younger, and we offer our program as a complement to their curriculum. Because look, you got to learn algebra. Why you have to learn algebra? I'm down to debate it with you. We can talk <laughs> about it, but at the end of the day, you got to know how to do some basic math, yeah. Basic English, basics, You got to have some basic skills, no question. Should you go to college? Should you not? I'm down to talk about it. But you can, there's a place for school. I think there's a place for school at some level. I think we could agree upon it. But momentum is okay. Well, what are the skills you need for life? And responsibility, man. It's at the end of the day, if you're responsible, you can figure out the rest.
1: I really hope that every college dean or anyone's in charge, like, really takes that message to heart because I think as a society, you know, people that come out of college. Um, You know they're bright people, but if they had access to momentum and these skills, I mean, I I just think that what could be achieved in the world would be so much greater than where we are today. I think it's awesome.
0: Lips to God's ears, man. Let's make it happen. All right, we you're looking for an internship, I'm speaking to Jesse, but also others listening, man. We we have a big team that we're we're trying to beef up. So let's come, let's come do it. We got a big mission ahead of us. Let's go.
1: Let's do it. So you mentioned briefly college, no college, willing to have that conversation. I want to have that conversation. Um, you went to college. I'm at college. You started up. your you, you have a startup, right? Uh, you have your own company. You're an entrepreneur. What do you say to the people um, that are in college or, or in high school, right, thinking about college? Should I not go to college? Should I go to college? That have entrepreneurial tendencies, that think like entrepreneurs, that know they want to start a business. They, they know they want to be an entrepreneur. What would you say to them is the value of college? Is there a value? And how has college helped you with your own company growth?
0: I'm here today. We're recording on a Thursday. I'm in downtown Manhattan. I'm at our offices. And in our office, I have two guests visiting. One uh, dropped out of high school, built a multi-hundred million dollar business. Is on his second business, um and didn't go to college and will rant and rant and rant about why college is a waste of money i have other people on my team recent college grads who are figuring themselves out who had no idea what they wanted to be in college freaking lost and are really grateful that they had time to build a community and ecosystem build some skills that are now in the workplace so i have a spectrum here's the bottom line get to know yourself get to know yourself if you're like my former friend, you're 17, you have a $100 million Amazon business that you've built yourself and you don't want to go to college to waste time when to go build your business. Okay, let's go. Let's go, baby. You're 18 years old. You have a lot of good skills, but you can really use some polish on your social skills. You want to be part of a campus ecosystem. You know there's more you can learn, more to discover. You have the means to afford college or you have access to capital and you think that could be a good experience. Okay, let's go. I My goal is to help individual young people, next-gen leaders, help them be successful at work and life. It's not one path. It's not one path. That's the end of the day. So is there a place for college? Hell yeah. Is there a place for dropouts? Hell yeah. There's a place, man. There's a place. Get to know yourself. Get to know yourself. What are you good at? What do you need? Not what do you need to do? What do you need to receive right now? Big question, man. Big question.
1: The biggest of questions, I would say. It's huge. It's huge. And I think, you know, I feel like I've talked about this often um, and in the, the Gary book that I'm reading right now, 12 and a half, he talks about how if I could, uh, if there is one skill you know, that I can impose on people or would impose on people, it would be self-awareness because I think a lot of issues and a lot of doubt and a lot of chaos in this world and in people's minds stems from the lack of awareness, awareness of yourself. Awareness of your strengths, like we've talked about. Awareness of what you want to do. Awareness of what your calling is. I, I'm curious because, you know, I've heard some conflicting things on this um, out in the world. Some people say that self-awareness, awareness in general, um, is a born trait. Others say it can be learned or it can be taught. So what do you think? How do people develop self-awareness? Learned. You think so? Can be
0: learned, can be taught without a doubt. Are people some born more aware than others? Of course, like every skill set. This is a skill every person should be focusing on. For me, meditation has been transformative for my life. I learned how to meditate late in college through a college class.
1: I, oh, really? I, wow.
0: I, I credit, if my whole college experience was horrible, if <laughs> I learned that in college, it was worth it. It was that worth it. Meditation has been transformative, life changing, game changing uh, for me in my life. So that's been helpful to me. There's other tools. I learned journaling. Uh, um, I, I'm a pretty geek out about journaling. We chat about it. Morning pages is a habit that I do every day. Uh, so I love the journal. I love to meditate. I just meditated right before this. Uh, so self awareness is the key. Those are some tools that have been helpful for me. No doubt can be learned. No doubt can. And if I learned how to meditate when I was like ten, I would be a trillionaire already. I mean, I'm 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 upset that I learned so late in life how to meditate I learned in college you can see how important I think this is for for young people so we t- teach mindfulness on the on the platform as part of the membership and I think it's a it's a key key I, I need to be more aware of myself every day
1: I'll tell you something I have been wanting to develop a meditation habit for so long um, I've done like 30 day challenges where I've gone like 30 days straight but every time I try and develop the habit I drop it yeah why like why, why? why yeah why here's the key is the key to habit building it's it's the craziest i
0: mean you clearly read a lot of the same books that i read so i think you may have heard this before but we teach this on momentum to all of our members you know what the key to habit building is it's to make it easy i don't know where this idea got built that you should go for these goals stretch goals. i mean there's a place for goals place for stretch goals the key is to make it easy so if you want to build a habit it's got to become your identity you're, you don't meditate, you are a meditator. That's the key. You, you're not you're not working out. You're someone who works out. So that means you got to build into your identity. So it can't. It's better to do one minute a day than one hour on Tuesday. That's the philosophy. So let's say you want to become someone who works out. It doesn't mean you 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 work out. It means you're someone who works out. Okay. Well, every day can you get up? Every day, not one day. Every. It's got to be every every day. Can you get up? And put on your shoes. I don't say go to the gym. Put on your workout shoes. And then take them off and then go every day. Can you every day get up and do one push-up? I'm, I'm not even getting get every day. That's, it's called a B-A-M, a bare-ass minimum. It's your BAM. The key to habit building is to develop your BAMs. So if you want to be a meditator, that's a big difference. That's a big question, man. I want you to really sit with that. Think about that before you commit to me. Because if you commit to me, you say, I want to be someone who meditates. That doesn't mean you meditate. I want to be be a guy who meditates. Well, then I'm going to come to you and say, great. What's the bare ass minimum, the bam, that you can commit to? Can you commit right now? Gun to your head. Can you commit to me, Jesse? Every day you will meditate for at least 10 seconds a day for the rest of your life. Can you you commit to that? If you say yes, well, then it's game over because every day we're going to figure it out. Every day I'm going to put it in my phone reminder. I'm going to meditate every day. So every day I'm going to wake up and meditate for a minimum of one breath. minimum Minimum of three breaths, whatever it is. Because then, guess what? Three days in, you can be like, I can do way more than this, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I've been You be, you have to become someone who meditates. So you start small. Don't start big. Start small. And it is no zero days. So let's say you're habit. You want to become a meditator. You say, I could probably meditate for one minute every day for the rest of my life. You're pushing it, man. Be careful. That's too big of a goal, frankly. That's too big of a goal. The, the concept is no zero days. So easiest example, I think, is push-ups. Okay, can you be someone... Who you want to? Can you do one push up a day for the rest of your life? I think you can. That means no zero days. That means it's 11 o'clock at night. You haven't done a push up. You get down and do a push up. No zero days. Then you become a guy who does push ups every day, and then and then you're the rock. I think that's how it works. It's crazy. I don't know how the the, the science is behind it, but B A M bare ass minimum. That's the philosophy.
1: Do you think that philosophy translates to business?
0: Without a doubt, my man. That's the name of the game. Okay, you want to you want you want to you want to make more money. Okay, you're in sales. Okay. How many calls can you make a day? Well, on Monday, I made 150 calls, but nobody answered. So on Tuesday, I was so upset that I just called it quits and I had a sandwich. That's what happens. It's it's the consistent every day, persistent without quit. That's what it is. Consistent every day, persistent without quit. So what do you got to do every day? You want to do a podcast? Great. What can you commit to? Can you commit to sending one new guest outreach email every day? Can you commit to one episode every day? every week whatever it is what's your bare ass minimum you don't this is a guy named james clear who i really like you don't rise to your goals you fall to your systems so let's say your goal is to have 100 episodes you're gonna fail but let's say your system is i have an episode a week you're gonna succeed so what's your bam what's your bare ass minimum what's your system
1: it's awesome man it's awesome um i can riff on this stuff for days i'm having a great great time Dude, this is like it's so nice to talk to someone that like is is so educated on all of these topics because like my friends we can't talk about this stuff because they don't they're, they're not even exposed to this world that's out there. They're not they're not reading these books, they're not like watching these people, they're not informing themselves on on these life skills on this is, this is fucking awesome. I, I'm yeah, having, man. That's like, why, I, number
0: one, we got to get them on Momentum and get them in the memberships. So they can get exposed. But number two is, man, look, every, everybody's different. Your friends, they have their own thing. You have been blessed slash cursed with an awareness at an early age of something bigger out there. Blessed slash cursed. Because that means you're not going to be content. You're going to sleep every night. You're staring <laughs> at the wall being like, am I there yet? Yep. So you have your own issues, man. Guess what? Buckle in, do the work, focus on yourself. How can Jesse be better tomorrow? Okay, that's the thing. That'll lift up your friends. Your friends will give you shit today. Five years from now, they'll call you, ask you for a job. That doesn't make you better or worse than them. It just means Jesse's got to be better tomorrow. Name of the game.
1: What you say are your three keys to business success and growth?
0: Uh, I gotta say, I'm, uh, I gotta I humble myself a little bit here. I'm not, I can't qualify myself as business successful. I haven't built and sold successful enterprise. I think that would have to be the benchmark. So I'm happy to tell you what the current things I'm doing, but gotta humble, gotta humble it out here. Cannot say I know the three keys to success in, in, uh, in that, but here are things, things I'm trying to think about. Number one, bare ass minimum. I don't care what you're doing and what part of my business you are. You have a bare ass minimum in my, in my business. So we create content What's the bare ass minimum of content. So systems thinking, number one, bare ass minimum. Number two, long game thinking. Number one and number two, build on each other. So once you have a bare ass minimum, then you can start making it up a long game. It's not about getting to the top of the podcast chart today. It's about being the best podcaster you can be at 50, at 60, at 70. So once you start playing a longer game, you give yourself some more space to be creative. So number one, bare ass minimum is number two, a long game mindset. And number three is I happen to like getting up early. I mean, that's just really important to me. I think if you get up early, it gives you a bit of a hunger. <laughs> it just gives you like a, a beast mode-ness. That, I mean, there are people that wake up late, but these are three that are just coming to mind that I think really work for me, uh, of bare-ass minimums, making it about the long game and getting up early, I'm trying to get after
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I will admit, it's hard to get up early in college, um, but you're right. Like Today, I woke up earlier. To be fair, I had a review session that I had to go to, so that's why, but um, instantly I just felt more productive. I felt more lively than waking up at 11 o'clock. Um, it's a weird, a weird thing. And that's why you have so many people. Let me, let me ask you, what time do you get up usually? Per, like I try,
0: I try to get up. I try to get up pretty early. I, I'm an early, I'm an early riser. Everybody gets up a different time. I try to get up pretty early. Um, early for me and early for you are going to be different things. You're in college, you're out late with your friends or chilling at the house. Okay, it's fine. You at different stages. What's early for you? Early for you maybe I got to get up by 9 versus 9:30. Doesn't matter. Get uh, I am not giving you a BS answer. I just don't I, I don't want to do this here. Oh, I got you got to get up at 3, 4, 5. You five. got to, What does early mean? Get up. I get up at 5. I get up at 5. For me? Wow. If I get up at 6 or 4, it's it's relative to me. It's not relative to anybody else. So you're Jesse. What is early to you? Early might mean 9. Okay. Get up
1: early. It's a great way of putting it because, you know, uh, Jocko Willink, former Navy, Navy SEAL, he always talks about, you know, I get up at 4.30 and, uh, you know, it's amazing. And I'm just like, 4.30, like there's no chance in hell that I can wake up at 4.30 if I go to bed at like two thirty three o'clock on, you know, after sure. going out, you know, so. For sure, man. I woke
0: up at 7.15 this morning. I woke up at 7.15. This morning. That's the latest I've slept in like a year, right? It's crazy. I woke up 7.15 this morning. Why, why? I had to wake up late because I went to sleep late. I yeah. get, for me, I was upset. It's, but you gotta, it's about you. It's not, it's not about anybody else.
1: It's about right. you. So I want to talk about something that relates to everything we've been talking about, about entrepreneurship, about starting your own business, about literally everything. And that is the great resignation that's currently going on. So according to the Labor Department, in September, 4.4 million workers clocked out for the last time. The number of unincorporated self-employed workers has risen by 500,000 since the start of the pandemic, uh, 4.54 million new businesses this year, up 56% from the same period of 2019. Uh, And the share of U.S. workers who work for a company with at least 1,000 employees has fallen for the first time since 2004. So simply put, what do you think is going on? Young people want to drive their own car, name of the game. I
0: by the way, I say it's young people. It's everybody. I'm just happy to be focused on young people. Young people want to drive their own car, and they're finding it harder and harder to relate to that in a corporate environment. We have corporate clients where we help corporations engage with their employees to help their employees drive their own car. It's possible. it's really hard. it's really hard, but people want to drive their own car.
1: I think social media has played a big part in that, and um you know people like Gary Vee and and Ty Lopez, maybe not anymore, but uh, certainly Gary V. you know, the people watch him and they're inspired by him. They're inspired by his charisma and he's on the go and he's hustling. And, you know, it, it, it looks like a, a phenomenal life, um, or at least, you know, not in the sense of he's going on vacation all the time because he's constantly working. But do you think social media and these influencers, maybe it's not their fault, right? But do you think they mislead people unintentionally by by making it seem that it's a lot easier than it actually is?
0: Social media is challenging. It's really hard. It's challenging because it's tantalizing. Oh my God, man, it's tantalizing. I'll say this. Your friends lie to you. Your friends lie to you. They tell you, you got the ni- they got a 90 on a test, they got an 80. They're lying to you. I don't even, I'm telling you they're lying to you. Oh, your friend's talking about this girl has got... They're lying. I'm telling you they're lying. I know because we all, we're human. It's crazy. I don't know why do we do it, man? We, our friends are lying to us. So of course on social media, we're getting lies to us. I am not saying lie, but exaggeration, framing, making it easy. Of course, no question. I don't blame them. They're doing what they got to do. It's on us to social media is a tool. So what do we got to do? We got to be, be responsible. So, going on Instagram for me, riles me up. Okay. I can't be doing it in the morning. Cause I get too riled up. I got to do it in the evening or I got to take the phone off my app, whatever it is. Okay. Um, so I don't want to blame. I don't want to put it out there. Of course it's, um, it's challenging.
1: Any book wrecks that you have or, um, you know, mentors and people that you follow, uh, what, what would you say are like, you know, the top people that we should be listening to?
0: Oh, I gotta say, man, hard plug, hard, hard plug for NextGenHQ, NextGenHQ.com. We're coming out with a new book. It's called Now That's Momentum. And it's all about how the next generation can think like entrepreneurs to win at business and win at life. We're featuring supermodel Carly Kloss, billionaire Mark Cuban, NFL athletes, poets, writers, school teachers. We have 50 people, 50 different ideas And they're all each showing you how an entrepreneurial mindset can be the key for your success. So I promise you that book. It's going to be free for students also for a limited time. So go to our website, sign up for it. It's going to be amazing. Um, A newsletter I really like that's not our own is James Clear 321. comes out every, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. James Clear is the man. He, Atomic Habits is his book. Honestly, just follow James Clear, and he'll, he'll show you other people. Uh, I, I'm a big Tim Ferriss geek as well, but those are a couple of resources. But man, I got a hard plug at nextgen2.com. We'll, we'll expose it to who you need to know.
1: Got it. And last question, I ask this of all my guests: When you look back in your life, you know you're you're on your deathbed. Um, what impact would you have left on this planet? <laughs>
0: Uh, I I gotta laugh a little bit because at the end of the day, I joke with our team. Like, you're not. It's not going to be at the on my funeral, you know, on the grave. Justin Laftazan, you know, amazing manager. (laughs) You know, it's not. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't go on the tombstone. Um, But in the work environment, because that's where we spend a lot of our time. Now that's momentum, baby. I think that's our tagline uh, for a reason. And if we can help give young people the momentum they need to really win at work and win at life. It means we have one at work and we have one at life. Um, I'm trying to have a great family, man. That's uh, that's for me. So that's a lot. Jesse, you're the man. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm super impressed. You're 18. One word, relax. And relax. You're working hard. Not what do I got to do? What do I got to receive? Think about it. Let me know your answer. And uh, we'll keep schmoozing soon.
1: Will do. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Now you have to run. But this has been... Look, one of my favorite episodes. And uh, tonight, before I go to bed, I'll be thinking about what I can receive. Jesse, you're the man. Thanks for having me.